Hi, it's Emmanuel Judith here and welcome back to episode number three. This is the podcast Leading Your Change Initiative. And today I want to talk about uh, the, uh, the challenges that organizations and, and, and managers and leaders in charge of business change initiatives face when they try to translate uh, strategies and strategic visions and benefits into actually operational deliverables. Where do things break? Uh, my personal experience over the last seven and a half years has been with different organizations across different industries from fast-moving consumer goods, manufacturing, online and offline marketing, uh, education, academic, oil and gas and others. Um, what I found is that although um, organizations tend to um, you know, leverage different types of technologies. We're talking about Salesforce.com, we're talking about collaboration tools, uh, simplified processes, um, uh, unified, um, a single, you know, global uh, reporting system, for example, um, or um, cloud solutions and services, digital transformation. So these are all technology-enabled either changes or transformation. Um, so there was a commonality which was not based upon the industry these, um, you know, these, 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 these uh, challenges were faced on, but the challenges were similar and a bit the same in across each and every one of these industry. So uh, having said that as a context, specifically I have supported in different roles uh, change projects of a size between 1 million and 8 million and also organizations in developing, creating a change capability, you know, a change, change management function in some cases. So what I found that the, the most recurring pattern in, in, in why and, and the difference between the projects that succeeded and the one that didn't was really around the translation of you know, business, business outcome, business benefits, values, has per defined by the strategic vision. And those, those strategies basically were assigned to portfolio and programs work. And the translation of the, those, those outcomes, the benefits, into an operational deliverable. Right? That was always a challenge. So uh, one of the things that you know, came to mind is that for example, if you look at a financial reporting system, let's say it's a global financial reporting system. This is actually a specific example of, of one of the projects that I've supported. Um, from, a, from a leadership perspective, the benefits are clear and compelling. Right? There are clear benefits to finance, uh, to have a, we're talking about a unified, a simplified financial reporting system. Now, the benefits to senior finance leaders, senior product management leaders, senior marketing leaders, is that a unified financial reporting system will provide these leaders and decision makers with the ability to, one, have simultaneous information, uh, things such as costs, journal entries, and, you know, um, and um, the cost of different benefits and segmented you know, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a kind of a greater level of details. And all this information is simultaneously provided to you know, finance and product marketing to really uh, tease out and identify what products were you know, more commercially viable, profitable, in which markets, and what is it we need to do more of effectively, and what is it we need to do less of. Right now, there is a, a, a kind of a different level of details behind each and every one of project, one of these projects, and this specific initiative that I'm using as an example. But for the sake of example, is basically the overall benefit the organization's looking at is providing the entire organization the different functions, such as you know marketing, procurement, finance, 
um, um, sales, commercial organization with the ability to make decisions, better decisions, or to be informed in a way that is far more insightful when, for example, dealing with the choice of a supplier. Comparing, you know, the present structures of working with three, four, five different suppliers across different countries, right? This information, historically, a lot of organizations, they collect from different countries, you know, by running spreadsheets. Now, uh, consolidated into one financial reporting system is uh, um, is it's very is very helpful because it gives the organization centralized control or less visibility of what works or what doesn't, and really leverage uh, products that work in a country in a different in a different country or the other way around. Right. So these are strategic decisions. Now, if on one hand the the, the business benefit to have a centralized, centralized reporting system, as the, the example that I've used, are it's a no-brainer, right? It's a strategic vision. When it comes down to implementation, it's really, really challenging. And it can be very, very challenging. And, and, and that is where I see projects. I've just used the example of the financial reporting system, but any project that actually had in mind the delivery of value and clearly identifiable values, for example, a dashboard, for example, you know, a simplified reporting system that you will know, send out a, a specific report at a specific moment in time. Or we're talking also about, you know, Salesforce.com's implementation whereby your sales population had immediate uh, information and insights about the behaviors and the knowledge and expertise of the clients and the, and the opportunities that, you know, the prospects are working on. Um, so these are business benefits. And at a senior level, it's always clear what needs to be done. You know, in, in, my, in my view and in my direct experience, a lot of what, what, what doesn't work, what becomes a challenge during implementation is that those strategic vision, those practical daily elements of insights and strategy do not hardly ever translate into something that the delivery team, your change team, your project team can actually talk to the business about. Usually what you have, uh, you have a change person, a change manager, or a communication manager, or someone, or a project manager. There's kind of appointed as a person in charge of doing the comms, or sending emails out, and that's pretty much it. But what I found is that uh, there are different elements, and communication is only one of those elements that actually differentiates the companies that do this rollout successfully and the ones that do not. Now, uh, the number one element that I can think of is the ability of the person in charge, the sponsor of that strategic initiative, to translate that vision into what are the specific requirements, that what, what does the system need to look like? What, what do we want to see in the demo? What do we want the dashboard to give us? But these requirements are defined up front and, and they, are replic- they are reviewed on a monthly basis with all key relevant stakeholders. We have demos, right? So the most successful project would actually have that product owner or the sponsor that will keep everyone on track in terms of seeing what a final outcome will look like even before we actually got there. And it didn't really matter. Obviously, if it's an agile implementation, you can see you know, the, the variants and the different features and functionalities and built. built. However, it doesn't have to be that way. That review and kind of keeping an eye on the guiding star of what the final you know, product is going to look like on a monthly basis uh, was one of the key elements that the most successful initiatives were doing. Number two, uh, they had uh, clarity over, they had smaller teams. Um, 
don't know if there's a specific correlation um, around this, but the smaller teams, the teams between five, seven, eight, that, or at least were grouped in smaller teams of up to eight people, they tend to perform better uh, in terms of communicate better. Um, they had physical uh, uh, proximity, so they're sat close to each other, at least in the same building, and they had the chance to exchange and communicate far more clearly. Now, those teams that also leverage Agile were also more effective at doing that because Agile through the standups and the formats of the, 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 the framework itself will allow this team all, almost force this team to communicate or engage or share what they were up to on a daily basis. Um, and other elements is that the, the lead, leadership involvement, right? So uh, when we talk about leadership, what I'm actually talking in some of the cases when an Agile methodology was being utilized is the, uh, is the proud honorability to speak both a business methodology, a business terminology, and understand the benefits upfront, not just in commercial terms, not just in cost benefits or financial benefits or control benefits, but also in how do we know we've achieved these benefits? How does the dashboard need to look like? Now, the most successful project would actually call out and identify those uh, features that we keep in mind, we keep the entire team, the change team, I call it change team to group delivery and project teams and program teams. So they will keep everyone on track by showing what was the expectation of the final outcome. This is not lengthy, you know, requirement documents. This is quite simply a one pager with the different functionality that the, the product owner was expecting the, the system to do and, and on a daily basis. Now, this, the, the power of a visual was specifically important because these visuals were printed out and actually, you know, shared um, on a rec- recurring basis so people can actually so, could actually see and relate that, yes, we have some technical deliverables, yes, there's code that we're running, but actually, the we know what the final... Um, the final dashboard look like so we can work towards that as opposed to kind of become content around you know the micro segment we've developed um and the, the another another key com- component that i found these change teams were significantly better at implementing strategy uh what we're doing actually the leader or the person in charge or the program director or program sponsor or product owner depends on you know the the level of influence the people that are involved in the in driving the change they had actually created a very friendly team a friendly environment where there was a kind of an overwhelming trust where people could fail they could speak up and also call things up and challenge each other without fear of you know being um you know punished or being called out or being pointed out there was no the culture was very collaborative and and the the the, the leader, uh, even in a case I remember, I've been part of a team of uh, you know consultants, and the leader obviously they're all external consultants, but his his ability to you know take us out for lunch and have, do activities together and keep keep us on track, his ability to create an environment very supportive and creating a trust environment, really fostered communication, our ability to talk freely and openly and also challenge each other without feeling that any of you know our jobs and our professions were at stake. So these were the four elements that I believe uh, that I've observed over time work as opposed to what doesn't in the in other um, in other projects and, and initiatives. Um, so my passion is really about you know translating what works 
across the project. So I'm a business change consultant. And a lot of my work revolves around helping organizations really fulfilling this gap of, you know, where the strategy, the clarity of vision that one, how are we able to deliver it on time and on budget? Is there a clear accountability system that can help us do that? Two, are we developing a solution that's fit for purpose? Does, does it do what we are functionally or what we expect it to do? And number three is, can, are, we, are we sure we don't break the business? How the business or is the business on board? Do they understand it? Do they get it? Can they use it? Can they utilize the functionality we're creating for them? So I hope you enjoyed this, this session, this episode. This was episode number three. Um, um, my name is Manuel Judish. I'd love to connect with you on LinkedIn. And there is, um, I, I share and publish an article around the prob, around you know the uh, initiative and project, the delivery of large-scale project, IT-enabled co- projects and innovation projects. I do that on a weekly basis. I also have a blog and a bunch of resources. But I think LinkedIn is the best person for us to connect. So thank you. Thank you again for listening. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the next episode.